Hi loves, welcome back to Strip Down. So excited for today. I have an incredible guest for my show today. I have Steven Sokoler, who was born and raised in New York City, and he's a surreal entrepreneur who works hard to make a difference. And the reason I wanted to have him on today is because he's actually the CEO and founder of Journey Meditation, which is an app that I you know, know and love so well. I use it every day almost every day. I try to use it every day um, in my you know, ritual and in my life and in my practice. And Steven, like I said, is an entrepreneur. You know, he's all about a mission to help all people live a happier, healthier, less stressed life. You know, Journey is building the world's largest meditation community, both online and off. They've worked with organizations from Facebook to Nike to charter schools and hospitals and nonprofits. And, you know, then recently launched Journey Live, which is what I'm you know, um, referencing to, which is the world's first live group meditation app. And it's, you know, you could think like Peloton meets, you know, meditation. It's incredible. And prior to all this, you know, Stephen was the founder and CEO of Altrum Honors, which helped organizations celebrate and inspire their employees. Stephen built Altrum into the global industry and sold that business in September 2014. And in his free time, he likes exercise, sports, and cooking. And he graduated from the Stern School of Business at New York University, NYU, you know, no big deal. So I wanted to have him on because like I said, I love that he's an entrepreneur, but I truly love that he created this amazing space and this incredible app because it has transformed truly my way of being able to meditate and I have shared it with so many. So Stephen, welcome to my show. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so excited to have you. And I was telling you before we started recording that it's been a little bit crazy day and definitely feeling the full moon. <laughs> um, and so I just feel like it totally aligns that I'm having you on, uh, you know, uh, today in the beginning of uh, September when the, the full moon is happening. But, you know, before we get kind of like into Journey Live, I want to kind of hear a little bit more about you and kind of your entrepreneurship and what led you down this path into creating Journey Live and Journey Meditation? Sure. Well, first off, excited to be here with you. And thank you so much for using the product. I know how much you love it. And so that's always so like heartwarming to hear because uh, that's our, our mission is really to touch people and, and change their life. So um, a bit about me. You mentioned I grew up in New York. So I grew up in Queens. Uh, was always entrepreneurial. So started a bunch of businesses in high school and college, just random things here and there. Uh, and when I graduated, I ended up joining this company called The Award Group, which was helping organizations celebrate and inspire their employees. Basically, we designed awards and recognition programs and ended up building this one division and then purchasing that division uh, in the management buyout. And then during the financial crisis, so that was 2008, ended up uh, buying a bunch more businesses and then in 2010, reopened offices in London, Sydney, Hong Kong, Montreal, and Taiwan. Um, along the way, in 2011, I moved to Sydney uh, to open our office there, which is where I found meditation through Buddhism. And it was really transformational for me. Uh, it, was, it was incredible. Uh, and I can get into lots of detail about that. Uh, and then moved back to New York. A few years later, I sold that company. And when I was trying to figure out what to do next, I pretty quickly realized I wanted to do something that mattered, something that would make a difference in the world. And when I looked at meditation, I thought there was an opportunity to both help people and build a big business. And both of those things were interesting to me. So in March of 2015, uh, five and a half years ago, Journey was born with the mission of helping all people to live happier, healthier, less stressed lives. 
So it's been a, it's been quite the journey that happens a lot. It's been, it's been a really interesting, uh, almost six years now. Wow. Yeah. You're like quite the journey, no pun intended, but I mean, I'm sure as an entrepreneur and of course building a big and successful business, um, it has been quite the journey in itself. Well, and I love that, like you said, you really want to make it so that all people can live happier, healthier, and less stressed lives and I think I'm sure now especially where we are in the state of the world and everything going on with the pandemic and everything else you must be so thrilled to see what journey is doing for people all over the world right now yeah a lot of what we when we started you know I, I thought about my mom who's a school teacher in Queens or my brother who works at a hedge fund and I said you know how can we reach them, like what would be the way that they would do it? And it probably wouldn't be the way I found meditation, which is picking up a book on Buddhism and happen, you know, just happen to be living overseas and having a lot of space in my life. And so I said, how can we meet people where they are physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially? How do we really democratize these practices that are thousands of years old and have served human beings in you know, tribes and communities all over the world, how can we really bring those to people in a simple, approachable, modern way? And so, you know, you touched on the pandemic, like obviously that's accelerated a lot of things, um, probably unfortunately, uh, for people in realizing uh, that they, they need tools, right? Whether they're dealing with a family or a toddler or work or all of those things, um, you know, what are the, the tools and practices and rituals to allow them to move through the world skillfully, with compassion, with an open heart, with a balanced mind. Um, and meditation happens to be one of those in the way that we do it, as you obviously know, live teachers, the ability to interact, the ability to ask a question, a really supportive community, you know, the ability for the teacher to say, Ali, three days in a row, keep up the great work. Um, so, you know, we're aiming to provide a, a much different experience from everything that had existed previously in digital form. Yeah, and I love that, you know, like you said, with live teachers and all that, because I've used many meditation apps and, you know, I love them and they've all got their, you know, great things about them. But I would really think my journey stands out, especially to me in my mind personally, is that I really love the whether you catch them live or you can, you know, watch something that was live that morning or that night or whatever it might have been. And you really feel like you're being guided by these teachers and you have all different teachers of all different backgrounds and incredible stories of themselves. And you really kind of like get to know them, or at least I have on so many different personal levels that really makes you feel like, wow, like I really have support and they really are a part of my community. And they're not just giving me something to do in the moment. It's actually a tool for me to take away and use day in and day out, but also know that I can come back to this and have, you know, that unwavering support. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we should hire you to do our marketing. Like you're really touching on all the things that, that, we, that we hear from our users. Really, there's three things. So the first is the connection to the teacher. So we have teachers who are best in the world at what they do, but are also relatable. And that's super important, right? Like there's lots of experts that we can watch on TV and we can say, oh, that's great learning but I don't feel a personal connection to them. I don't feel like they see me or know me or, or even could because their life is so different from mine. Uh, so we have these experts who have been teaching many of them for decades, but they're also living in the real world. So the connection to the teacher is huge. Uh, the second is the connection to the community. 
feeling like there's other people like you who are on this journey. You know, there's other people who are moms or who are working or who are struggling with, you know, trauma or election stress or those types of things. And you have that support. So sometimes it's not even, you know, you actively asking a question. It's hearing someone else ask a question and then saying, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. You know, I've been experiencing that too. The normalization of that thing that you may have been feeling is really powerful. And then the third thing is how actionable the lessons are. You know, meditation's fantastic. Uh, but in Buddhism and in, in, in lots of wisdom traditions, there's also a study component to it. And so for us, it's, it's these talks that the teachers give after the sit about how you're taking these practices into real life, right? Like, how does it show up when you have a fight with your partner, when your kid is crying nonstop, when your boss is, you know, in a bad mood, when you're just not giving yourself enough love, you know, all of these different things. And so um, those are the three things we hear, the teacher connection, the, t- the connection to the community, and then, like you said, how you're taking these lessons into the real world. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you, you know, that there is just such an importance in the connection of you as the person who's using, you know, the app and using the practice and being able to meditate with those teachers and feel you really have that support. And not only do that support, but you feel like, you know, you're not being judged. You feel it's very open and very honest. And like you said, these are people who, yes, they may be experts and doing it for a long time, but they're also living in the real world and they're not just, you know, no shade, but they're not just like, you know, sitting, you know, all day long, you know, like Buddha style and just meditating. Like that's mm-hmm. amazing. But for most of us, it just doesn't exist. Especially for me as like a busy mom of two, like I'm lucky if I get three minutes and I, and I, and I count my blessings every day when I do, you know, I mean, because it's such a, a game changer for me when I allow myself to sit or stand for a minute to three minutes to just really, you know, fall into my body and come into my spirit and allow myself to reset to then continue on with what I need to do and how I need to handle things and to stay in a good mindset. And I feel journey has been so helpful for me like that because I felt that, you know, non-judgment and I felt that compassion and, you know, that closeness to all of your teachers and the way that they teach and the way that they, you know, practice things and, and just their different tips, like especially, you know, with what's going on the pandemic, I love that they've shifted gears and, you know, your overall, like, you know, you as a company and how you guys have all different themes and it's like one is stress and one is self-love and, you know, one is, you know, feeling the anxiety of the world and how you work through it. And it's like, of course, so many of those subjects can come up in regular life no matter what, but it's more about the fact that right now, I think for most of us, we're all feeling all these feelings times 100 so much heavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the idea here is this is your toolkit for how to live your best life, right? And, and that can be wh- wherever you are. It could be you're a college student and you're dealing with stress, or it could be you're a new mom, or it could be you're an empty nester. Um, and, you know, we really committed to uh, having a diverse teacher base uh, in terms of their life experience, their background. We committed to representation. So over 50% of our teachers are teachers of color. We wanted it to feel like a really warm, supportive, inclusive community where anyone could come and sit and feel like they're a part of it. Yeah, well, and that's like basically the definition of what meditation truly is, right? It's just bringing together and bringing that community and feeling like you're all 
really, I mean, you know, in it together and you're all one and it doesn't matter what background you have or what you've got going on. You all share the same goal and yearning to want to be able to feel good, live that best life and be able to meditate and use meditation, like you said, as a tool to be able to achieve that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not about, you know, what happens when you're sitting there for 10 minutes, you know, or 15 minutes or even three minutes. Relaxation, like a real felt experience. And of course, we have our longer form classes. But the idea is it's not what happens when you're sitting there. People always say to me, I can't meditate because my mind is too active or I can't meditate because you know, X, Y, or Z, whatever the, whatever the reason. It's, it's usually some form of like my mind is too busy or I can't concentrate. And people get very caught up on what's happening in that, uh, in that moment, in the 10 minutes or in the five minutes. And I always tell people, it's not about that. It's about how does this manifest in your real life, right? Is it, are you able to create a little bit of space uh, where instead of reacting to something instinctively, you can have a, a little pause and then choose to respond, right? Like I, I can say from my own life, whether it's in romantic relationships or family relationships or, or work, like prior to meditating, I was very like, I would just react, right? And now it's how can I choose to respond, right? And not that that always happens. I mean, get my fiance on here. She'll tell you some stories about me, you know, okay. reacting, but that's, you know, we're all human. But, but the point is, you know, people get very caught up on the actual exercise or practice versus how does it uh, show up in the real world. And I, I think, you know, we're trying to do, uh, and there's lots of other companies trying to do the same thing, which is great. We're trying to let people know what meditation really is about and, and isn't about, you know, and for so long, it was thought of as this weird thing that, you know, hippies or monks did. And now it's becoming much more mainstream. You know, you're hearing celebrities talk about it, CEOs, uh, politicians, athletes, as you know, this is one of the critical things they do. And so, you know, I always try to urge people, don't worry about what happens in those two minutes or three minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes, just come back the next day, just practice. It's a practice. That's the whole point. So that, that's kind of my, my encouragement to people kind of all the time, basically. Yeah, well, and I love that you said it's a practice, so it's true. I had to remind myself that as well, and I really appreciate, Stephen, that you also are very real about, like, you know, you do your best of how you react and how things happen, but obviously, like, life is life, and, you know, you're going to have your moments, but obviously this helps make it easier and better how to handle things, and I was so guilty of that. Like, I'm originally from New York. My husband and I moved out to California over a decade ago, and I was always on the go, you know, super just never stop like spinning hamster wheel autopilot mm -hmm. and, and it was really hard for me to meditate like people would be like you really should meditate it would really help you and I would sit and I would try and I'd be like this is ridiculously hard I can't do this this is insane like no way and I laugh when I look at myself now and I like look at my app with you guys and I see like I've meditated over 1200 minutes you know in the last six months wow like, oh my god you know, I, I would have never in a million years been able to do that years ago, but you're right. It is a true practice. And I think that for me, 
I was looking, of course, like anyone else that what drives in for it to be quick fix and for it to happen right away. And it really is a practice and it really is something you have to keep coming back to. And I appreciate you guys have like the streaks on there. Like I'll totally get excited. Like today I got on this morning and it was like, way to be on three days in a row. And I'm like, all right, that's right. I did do that. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like, it's a good reminder to be like, you're showing up and that's what it's about. Exactly. That's exactly right. And one of the things we always talk about is consistency over intensity. So it's not about, oh my God, I need to meditate for an hour. I need to meditate this whole weekend. I mean, if you choose to do that, that's great. Those are really helpful things, but it's much more about consistency. How can you get five minutes in? How can you get 10 minutes in? How can you get two minutes in? You know, how could you just take a little pause throughout your day to just come into your body or come find your breath? Um, you know, those little things can be so powerful and so transformative. So, you know, that, that's another thing that I think we try to really let our students and members and community know, you know, don't, don't overwhelm yourself, you know, like, unless you're training to be a monk, which if you are, there's probably other ways to do it besides using an app, you know, you're, you're living in the world, even a small amount of time can make a big difference. Well, and for you, Stephen, you know, with obviously creating this and also practicing it in your own life, how do you feel it has? helped transform your own life and 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 helped you know like you said with happier healthier like your own best life how would you describe that meditation i guess in general as well as of course your own company and creating journey meditation okay so lots of good stuff in there um so my favorite definition of meditation is the tibetan word gom g-o-m which means to become familiar with and you can think of meditation as a practice to become more familiar with your breath, with your body, with yourself, with your thoughts, with your habits. And so for me, as with probably most people, we're pretty interested in ourselves, right? So like learning something about yourself, you know, can be pretty fascinating and it can also be scary. Uh, but when I, when I started, it started with all the normal stuff, right? I was a little bit calmer. Like now when I meet people, and I tell people I'm from New York, I grew up in New York, I went to college in New York, they say, oh, wow, I would have guessed you were from California, which <laughs> back in the day, I probably would have thought those were fighting words, but nowadays I take it as a compliment. And so, you know, it, it helped to calm me down a little bit. Um, I'm still very hard charging by nature, just it is, it is who, you know, I am who I am, uh, but it helped to, to help, it helped a lot there. It also helped, as I mentioned, in terms of creating a little bit of space uh, where I could be more thoughtful in how I responded to things. Uh, it also helped me to get in touch with who I really am and what was important to me. Uh, and that's purpose and that's values, right? Am I living a life where the things that I'm doing are aligned with who I want to be? Uh, and that was very, very transformative for me in my early thirties, um, which, is, which is when I found meditation. Um, it helped a little bit with eating as well. So uh, I lost 85 pounds back in 2003, so a long time ago, um, and have kept it off ever since, yeah. Um, but having a mindfulness practice is very helpful in understanding why I'm eating. So going back to the idea of becoming more familiar, am I eating because I'm stressed, I'm triggered, I'm happy, right? Like that, that's a reason people eat also. And so, it's just one of those things where having that little bit of space, you know, you think of like a, what are those things called a snow globe and you mix it up and you know, the snow's coming down and like, there's just a lot happening. And then 
as the snow starts to settle, things become clearer. It was a little bit like that. Like as my mind calmed down a little bit, as I practiced over time, I was able to just have much more clarity into who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up in the world for myself and, and others. I love that. And again, going back to showing up. And I think that sometimes, you know, when I even talked about my own meditation and how it's helped me and transformed so much of my life, and I share that with friends and they'll say, yeah, well, I just can't, you know, make time or it just feels too hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure you hear that day in and day out. How do you feel like you're able to, you know, really offer someone who's really just like, I, it's just not for me and get them to at least like try being a part of like, you know, meditation in general, but especially journey. How would you, you know, I guess my question would be like, how would you want to intrigue them or how would you want them to feel and know that they could be excited to try to start this new practice in their life? Well, we're really fortunate because a lot of people hear about it from friends, right? Like you're telling friends, people are hearing it here and they're hearing from somebody who they look up to and respect and like. And so they say, okay, I'm willing to give it a try. Um, one of the things that I, I mentioned that we launched are those three minute classes. So that's super bite sized, right? So it's like, okay, you don't need to take a 10 minute class. Just sit for three minutes and just see how you feel, right? And come back the next day. And we're actually launching some new uh, products or classes basically that are three minutes to your best day. So this is your three minute practice that you do every single day. And if you do this over time, you will see a shift. You will see a difference in the way you show up for yourself, whether that's interacting with someone at the grocery store, whether that's interacting with one of your loved ones, whether that's how nice you are to yourself. You know, it could be you have negative self-talk. I mean, I know I, I certainly do. Um, so it's, it's really being able to give a small amount of time, but do it a few times, right? Don't just do it once, do it three times, five times, and see how it shows up. Now, one of the challenges with meditation, unlike diet or exercise, if I diet for a week, my pants might fit me a little better, or my face might be a little slimmer, and somebody might say, oh, you look like you lost a few pounds. Or if I go to the gym, I might feel a little stronger. With meditation, it's a little bit more subtle, but I would say it's more significant. So you start to see these really subtle but very significant shifts in how you move through the world. And so I would really invite people to say, okay, can I spare five minutes in the morning or five minutes at lunch or five minutes, you know, people used to commute. I guess most people aren't commuting anymore. Five minutes at some point during the day to give this a try. And if so, I would say you'll, you'll probably see some, something happen there, something that, that's, that, that can lead to a uh, much bigger transformation. Yeah. And I, I love that you said that, you know, again, just little bits to be able to have that shift and you're right. It is a shift. Like for me, when I first started, especially using journey meditation, it was like, you know, just here, there, as I had a minute and I would notice like, I not only would I be a little bit more aware just in presence of my family and friends and work and everything else that was going on, but I was actually wanting to do it more. And then I would, you know, make myself a minute or two of time in the morning before I would look at my phone, before I would, you know, run and wash my face or jump in the shower or whatever it may be. I've learned to like kind of protect my morning, even if it's only for a couple of minutes before the girls are up and everything's crazy and it's mom life and I'm running around, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. 
I give myself those first few minutes instead of grabbing my phone, like my normal habit and doing things. And I've noticed such a shift, like you said, that word, I love the word shift. I've noticed such a shift from the difference of being in constant chaos and annoyance the minute I wake up because I have so many texts and so many things to deal with and social media and everything else to like actually feeling this calm and feeling this grounding and somewhat of a balance before my day gets chaotic. And then if it's a really heavy day, like today, dropping back into that meditation for a couple minutes before, you know, the evening is over to allow myself that space again, to feel that shift and to be able to work through my chaotic day. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I, I love hearing that. And it's also, it's not a panacea, right? It's not going to solve everything for you. It's not going to all of a sudden put you know, $10 million in your bank account and all of a sudden you're going to be this totally different person. But the thing is like so much of life happens in our minds, right? It's the way we perceive things. And so being able to perceive things with a clearer mind, with a more open heart, being more compassionate, being more inclusive, um, it makes a huge difference. Like, and, and one thing I actually didn't mention, which I, I probably should have is it's so, it's so simple, but like, I'm just much happier now than I, than I was before. Like, I'm not grasping for things the same way I was. Like, I'm, I'm far from, you know, the word content has a, a weird sort of connotation as just being like indifferent to things, you know, like I, I very much want to build journey into a big business. I'm, I have dreams and desires with my fiance about family and life and, and things like that. Um, so it hasn't damp dampened that down, uh, but it's given me different perspective on it. Um, and that's been really, really helpful in just giving me more consistent, sustainable happiness. Sustainable happiness. I love that. And I agree with you. It's true. It's like, it obviously isn't going to like fix, you know, all these problems. I mean, I don't even fix one actual like physical problem, but it is going to change so much of your mindset and like you said about your thoughts we have so many thoughts in our mind we storytell constantly in our own mind maybe even things that aren't even true and we don't realize how like damaging and how heavy that can be and when you allow meditation in and you do that practice it really does shift things and it creates that space where you do find that happiness and for me personally like i agree with you like for me i find it really is my happy place. Like it is one of those things where it's like meditation, music, prayer, you know, dancing, like those things are my go-tos when I'm needing something and needing to put back into me and give myself, you know, self-love and fill myself back up. And I think that sometimes we forget how important self-love can be. And I know we will all have this buzzword of self-care, self-care has been around for so long, but it's mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? But it's like, I feel like people don't necessarily always know. I didn't know what self-care actually looked like. And it's like really that true self-love so that you can have that sustainable happiness that you're talking about. And I have felt that shift within me so much as well. And I really appreciate you as a, you know, really successful entrepreneur, you sharing that, you know, it's really helped you so that you're not grasping, you're not necessarily chasing, you're really just kind of within flow. And I've noticed that about myself as well. And I definitely used to be someone who was like, has to be the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And it's allowed me to stop going, okay, what's next, what's next, what's next, and actually just be present and be 
really just within that moment and savor it more and enjoy it. And I guess my next part I wanted to ask you is, you know, you are such a successful entrepreneur. How do you find, and I hate the word balance, but I guess, how do you find that balance and harmony between being a successful, hardworking, you know, motivated entrepreneur and allowing so much of that meditation into your life and everything you're doing, especially as you are building these really big dreams for your company and for your life with your fiance and everything. Yep. I'm so glad you said the word harmony because I I really prefer work-life harmony over work-life balance. Like work-life balance sounds like you have these two opposing things that need to balance and and harmony or work-life integration is one where like we have one life, right? And so some things are like very clearly work. Like if I'm sitting there and I'm like doing the financials, which is not something that gives me joy, like that definitely feels like work. And then there's other things that are definitely like fully just joyful personal things. But there's a lot of things that like I do for work that give me a lot of joy that, that you know, kind of feel personal in a, in a different way. And so for me, it's something where I work a lot, which is not unique to me. I'm sure probably everyone listening on this podcast works a lot, whether that's in an office or with the family. Um, but I am very careful to listen to myself and to listen to those around me and make sure that I'm not burning myself out. There are times when I'm super busy, like we were fundraising uh, maybe four or five months ago, and that's a very intense time. And so what I did prior to starting that was I said to my girlfriend at the time, now fiance, um, this is going to be a really hard time for me. And it may be hard for you because I may not have the time to be able to do the same things that we did. And I may be, you know, a little irritable or a little stressed at times. And I just want to let you know this ahead of time. And I'm going to do my best, of course, to, to do this. And then she said, you know, how can I support you in this? And so we had a very healthy conversation. I said, had a similar conversation with my mom, who's like, amazing, very typical Jewish mother. So like all in my business all the time. So I was like, mom, I need you to just chill for a little bit. Like this is going to be intense. Um, and the same with my colleagues in, in letting them know. So it's, you know, who are the people around me and how can I show up for them? How can they show up for me? Um, so even, even now, I mean, I work a lot, like I'll get off the phone, my fiance and I'll cook dinner, uh, and then I'll get back on the computer, but that works for me. So it's, you know, having that understanding of myself, my responsibilities, and being able to make good decisions. You know, I have friends that work a million hours and are super happy because that's what lights them up and that's the stage of their life. And I have others that work a million hours and are not happy at all because it's, it's work that's not rewarding. It ends up hurting their personal relationships, their family relationships. So I think it's finding that harmony between the two worlds because we do have different responsibilities uh, and it's important to be able to, to tend to those sort of uh, thoughtfully, you know, as opposed to making too many sacrifices on one side or the other. Yeah, I think that's such a good point and you're right. And that's why I love that you said, I also don't like the word balance. I really try to say harmony and find other things. So when I think of balance, it's like almost stressful and you think of the scales and things not being even. It's like me think of harmony and synergy and just flow and letting things kind of be. It's just so much more like even just saying it out loud has such a better, you know, connotation and just makes you think positively immediately. And, you know, I appreciate that you shared, like you do work a lot, 
but that you do kind of draw those boundaries and you find, you know, what maybe is work, but it's also work and somewhat personal. And then what is like actual work. And I think that you, there is no one size fits all. I think some people love to work and work and work, and that really makes them happy. And then there's some people who really need to have true boundaries and can only work certain hours. And it's about really what works for them. But I really appreciate what you said that I just took away was that you really kind of know in your mind when you're doing things like, okay, I'm cooking dinner and then I'm going to do this call. But like, I want to do this call and I'm choosing to do this and create this purpose right now. And, and, you know, take this purposeful call versus feeling like, because you are a hardworking entrepreneur that you must do everything. I think that is a major difference. And I appreciate you sharing that as an entrepreneur and, you know, CEO and founder of your company, because I think a lot of times myself too, as an entrepreneur, I feel like I can't always say no. And I'm sure that's something that you've learned along the way as you've grown and grown in your own success. Yeah. And I mean, let's be clear, right? Like there's lots of things that we have to do that just suck, that just aren't fun, that are just like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. And sometimes you have to do it, right? That's life. That's work. You have to change diaper. You have to go and have a difficult conversation. You have to, you know, take on some particular project at work. That's part of it, right? Like meditation is not going to be, you know, it's not going to solve all, all of your problems, but the way you relate to these things is a little bit different. But work-life balances or work-life harmony uh, it is one of the, the most challenging things for me and for, for a lot of people living in, in today's world, especially now uh, with COVID, you know, where it's not like we're, we're just working from home. We're, we're living at work, right? Like we wake up and this is where we work all day for, for a lot of us. Um, and that's, that's creating a whole set of unique stresses and challenges for people, which is just one more plug for meditation. Another reason why meditation is so important, you know, this is the way we're working and living now. It's not the way human beings evolved, right? We didn't evolve to sit at home, isolated from uh, lots of people. You know, we evolved in tribes, in villages, and now we're living these lives and we're sitting a lot and we're connecting via a computer, if at all. It's just a, a strange time. And so having a a practice, a contemplative practice that gets you to return back to yourself, to your breath, to your body is, I'll go so far as to say essential in, in today's world. I absolutely agree with you. I think it is essential whether, you know, you're meditating every day or, you know, you decide when you want to practice. You're right. We all need that connection and that community and to feel that even with what's going on in the world and even more so now. And to connect back to us. And like when you said about, you know, connecting to your body and your breath, to you, what does that mean? Because I've, you know, I've spoken to several people who talk about, you know, connecting to your breath and some people have a hard time even finding their breath, like in a basic, simple way, as far as, you know, your personal opinion is concerned in this, like, what does that mean to you and why is it important? Well, I'll say it in a, in a simple way as possible. You know, just feel your breath, just close your eyes and feel the inhale and feel the exhale, you know, do that once, twice, three times, just connect to that thing that keeps us alive. Right. Or feel your body just, okay, I'm sitting in a chair right now, but some people are probably standing or sitting on a couch. Just feel your feet, right. Bring your awareness to the sensation of your feet or your hands. Right. Okay. I can feel my fingertips. Right. Or if you have, 
something that's a, a part of your body that's that's touching something. For example, like I said, I'm sitting in the chair. So like my back touching the back of the chair. Okay, I'm bringing my awareness from external. Oh, what's going on here, there? I'm talking, I'm listening to internal. I'm feeling my breath. I'm feeling my body, right? So people use those those terms and there's lots of like, spirituality that people attach to all types of things. But if you think about it in just the literal terminology, right? Feeling your breath, feeling your body. Uh, I think that's a good simple way that, that anyone could say, okay, I, I get this. Yes. And I love that you also said that like, of course, many connected to spiritual way, but for those that maybe aren't like that, or that's not their, you know, jam, it's, it's really important just on the realistic side of things. Like you said, just connect to that. And when you said that, I put my feet on the ground. I realized my feet were up and I was like, yeah, okay, I should mm-hmm. I connect to the ground and ground myself. And, you know, I think just even little tips like that um, are so important, which, you know, I want to ask you before I let you go here, what would be, you know, like a few tips that you would leave us with as far as just meditation in general, that could be really just kind of easy to do. Um, you know, of course, go check out the app and, you know, check out journey meditation, all that. And I'll have you talk about that. But I want to just know from you, like a couple quick tips that you would share with the audience that might make them may help them whether they are already practicing or it's something that they may explore. Yeah. Uh, one would be, you know, put aside what you know or what you think, you know, uh, and just go in open-minded. Uh, that, that would be one of the first, uh, because meditation is not, does not need to be spiritual or religious or difficult or confusing. Uh, you know, you had mentioned at the beginning, like we teach at a lot of companies. We teach it, uh, tons of law firms, investment banks, you know, places where you wouldn't traditionally think people would meditate. And the reason these companies call on us is because we meet people where they are. We come in and we do things in a really simple, secular, science-based way that people say, oh yeah, this makes sense. You know, we as a society have accepted the fact that physical fitness is good for us, right? Whether we make time to exercise or not, everyone knows it's good for them. Mental fitness right? Emotional fitness, things like meditation, it's still pretty new in the sense of us societally talking about it. Now, right now, it's very much in the zeitgeist. So people are talking about it. So the another kind of tip I would say is whether it's meditation or not, you have to make some time for yourself. And that doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be a half hour. It could be five minutes. But taking that time to reconnect to yourself is super powerful. So I think you had mentioned you practice in the morning. Uh, that's the time I do it as well. It's the first thing I do when I wake up. Um, I do it in bed. So I wake up, I go to the bathroom, I come back and I practice. This is usually before my fiance wakes up. The amount of time that I practice for doesn't matter for me personally. It's usually about a half hour, but back when I first started, it was five minutes or 10 minutes. Um, but that practice, the consistency of doing it over time had a huge shift in my life. Um, and I may have said this before, like for me, starting to meditate, uh, was an even bigger shift than losing 85 pounds. 85 pounds is a lot of weight. Like I was fat, no other way to say it. Um, and you know, the, losing 85 pounds is a big shift, but the difference between my life before I started meditating and now, uh, is, is even larger. And so I would say, you know, put aside the things that you think you may know, or I can't do it. My mind is too busy, blah, blah, blah. Those are all stories that we tell ourselves. And that's why it's a practice and just, just sit. You know, and you could find meditations on YouTube. We have a bunch of stuff there. 
Of course, the Journey Live app, we have a whole host of freemium uh, uh, classes. So you can go on there and download it. Doesn't cost you anything. Um, check it out. Um, you can, of course, take out a trial and then there's, there's even more classes. You have access to live and all that jazz. Um, but I would say, you know, take, take five minutes, take three minutes and just do it. You know, do it now after you listen to this. Uh, do it tomorrow, but really try to incorporate it. Uh, and you'll, you'll see some, some really special things happen over time. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Stephen, for joining us and sharing all that and, you know, your journey and obviously the journey to Journey Meditation and, and your company. Tell us where, of course, we can find you and, of course, like you said, download the app and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, the website is journey.live. I think we just changed our Instagram to We Are Journey Live. Uh, the app is called Journey Live. Um, yeah. I think that's I think that's where you'll uh, where you'll find us. And I, I'm around, so if you need me, holler at me, and I'm happy to help and answer questions. Although our teachers are far better at it, but uh, <laughs> you know, getting people on this path, getting people started, is uh, it feels really meaningful. So I'm I'm always here to answer any questions if anyone has any. I love that. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Stephen, for being here and creating this incredible space and place to practice and really find serenity right now in these times and cheers till next time guys bye